0: Hi guys. How's it going? High school? This is a a bunch of new faces that I don't really see. I know know most of you, but like, man, high school, this is pretty cool. Look how like focused you guys are on the stage, man. You should see junior high. They're all like backs turned facing them. Just looking at what Nick's doing all the time. But man, this is great. So I'm David, just like Colin said. So if I don't know you, come say hi because I'm a pretty friendly person. At least I like to think I'm a friendly person. So come say hi. All right. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Welcome. So I just wanted to ask you guys, like, I want to raise of hands real quick if they want to share, like, a highlight of their week last week. Like, something that they thought was just super cool that they did. And I'm going to call out on you if I don't see any hands. Okay, hand here. Highlight of last week. I just want to play that, do you just want to play this? Dude, no, let's play this. No, no, let's just let's not forget the message. Let's just do this. No. Okay, have a seat. No. <laughs> you were ready, huh? No. That is for later. Don't look at it. So, for real, I need, a, I need a highlight. Hey, hey, Emma, Emma, I'll come to you. Emma, what'd you, what was your highlight of last week? <laughs> Homework. Homework? Wow, Emma's life is really boring. Uh, <laughs> okay, and who had their hand up over here? You did? Okay, highlight of last week. Uh, I got the best score on my class. Cool. Hot dog. How many people in your class? too? No, i just, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's really good. That's really good. I don't think I took the psat or the S-A-T. One of the one, uh, the, the big one, the important one, it's like a score of like the ASVAP. No, that's military stuff, right? Ah, jeez. I didn't do that. Anyways, a highlight, a highlight of my week. I, uh, I went pumpkin carving with my family, and I thought it was really fun. Uh, so we went to that uh, pumpkin patch on Nice. Uh, Planet Pumpkin. I don't know how long that's been there. Has anyone been over there? I think it's like the greatest. It's also like a mini like fair. So if you miss the fair, you could hop over there. It's just a tiny little fair. So we went and uh, got pumpkins. So that was the highlight of my week. So just wanted to share that real quick. Um, But yeah, this this is high school night. This is exciting. So we've been talking about this series, Elephant in the Room, right? And most of it are just like really tough situations or like really tough conversations that we just haven't had yet or that we've thought about. And usually we avoid these conversations, right? We don't want to think about it. We don't want to give thought to it. It's too much effort. It's easier to push it aside. It's too much effort to discuss. It's more comfortable to not talk about it. But what kind of leaders would we be if we didn't address what's going on in the world right now, right? Like Kanye, exactly. And that, that guy, has anyone listened to that album yet? I'm just now listening to it. I got introduced to it. Nick showed me the Chick-fil-A song. The Closed on Sunday song. Yeah, that was, that was something else. Yeah. Any, anyways, though, so tonight we're going to be talking about self-image and social media. So I hope you have your outline in front of you. Um, I always have to tell that to the junior hires because usually they're like scribbling with their crayons. Guess what, guys? We don't give them pens anymore because they destroy them. We give them crayons last week or yesterday. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty hilarious. But then they just started drawing on their outlines. So, man, ah, what can you do? So, I want everyone to raise your hand if you have social media, if you have an Instagram, if you have a Snapchat, if you have Facebook. Man, almost every person. Oh, a TikTok. Yeah, a TikTok. Who's got a TikTok? Okay, what? What's this thing? Ta, 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 I can't do that. No, no. TikTok. So usually, it was like almost everyone in the room. Now, who doesn't have one? Raise your hand if you don't have one. Like, social media at all. Allie? Okay. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, okay. Now, I got everyone in the room to raise their hand. And I want you to know that there's application here for everyone. It's not if you have social media, or if you're going to get social media, or I don't want social media, because I think there's really, there's application here for everyone. So, anyways, over the weekend, like what I said about my highlight, uh, we went and got pumpkins at the Planet Pumpkin. is pretty fun. So, I with my family. And when we got there, my mom, oh, I love my mom, my mom says she wants a picture. And I don't know if you already know where I'm going with this, but uh, when my mom says she wants a picture, it, you know you're going to get into like a 30-minute ordeal of just like standing there with strangers looking at you, just like, oh, man, something's, something's happening. You know, because they, they take the first one, right? It's never the first one that's good. You take the second one. No, it's not that one either. You take the third one, then the fourth one, then the tenth one, and you're still there, and people are looking at you funny, and your mom's going crazy because it's not perfect. Now, I love my mom, right, but she needs the perfect picture. And it's really interesting because it's usually the rest of my family, like my dad, my brother, and I, we're the reason the picture doesn't look good half the time, Right? We're not standing up straight. How come you're not standing up straight? How come you're not smiling? You don't look happy. Why aren't you doing this? You know, it's just stuff like that. Can you, can anyone relate with me? Moms? Yeah? We love our moms, don't we? Oh, man. So, we're usually the problem. However, there's always a bottom line. My mom has to look good. If she wants a picture of her in the family, it's okay if we don't look our best. If my hair is out of place or, like, I have a crooked smile or something. Like, no, she'll post it because she looks her best because that's the bottom line. So we're standing there after 10 minutes. We finally get the picture. We get our pumpkins and head out. And my mom asked me to send a picture to her. So I send her a few pictures. But then she's like, no, send me the good ones. And so she grabs my phone because I don't know what the good ones are. And I just think it's funny because, like, don't we do this? Like, we always look at the picture of, like, we look at us in it first. Like, our eyes go straight there, right? So we always want to post the best pictures of ourselves. Do we not? Yeah? So this, this is your first uh, fill-in. We always post the best, and we hide the rest. Right? That's what we do. And so this outing with my mom, it reminded me of these uh, these memes I saw online uh, because I'm a huge nerd, and I found these memes. Um, so have you guys seen those pictures of like the profile pic versus the tag picture? Yeah? No? Maybe? Yeah? Well, you're going to see a few right now. So if we can bring them up, it's basically like the profile pic that you'd post of yourself, and then the one you see tagged of, that your friends post, you know? <laughs> so we got good old Leo up there. You can go to the next one. <laughs> Has anyone been caught eating food like that in a picture? Yeah, <laughs> so you can relate. Uh, let's go to the next one. Through some Disney ones up there. <laughs> can any girls relate with that right picture right there? The one on the right? Yeah, I just think it's hilarious. It reminded me of that. So uh, I wanted to find pictures of myself. So I went looking for some bad pictures of my camera roll, like on my phone, but I realized like I don't even keep like the really bad ones of myself. I mean, do you guys do that? I don't really keep the ones, I just delete them. Oh wow, I didn't look good in that one. Like, wow, I had like three double chins or whatever. You know, I just delete that. And I don't even keep the good ones of myself. So here's a picture. You guys can go to this picture of me I found on my mom's Facebook. Uh, this is me on my cross-country team. Oh, what a good looking guy, right? No. This is this is me. Um, My junior year, uh, cross-country, I was on varsity, so um, that was hot stuff back then, you know. So uh, um, I just want to, I'm kind of like building up uh, to the next image, but um, I just want to justify it a little bit. (laughs) So that picture right there, isn't that a lovely picture, right? So this is a picture I found on my mom's Facebook. This is the one she posted, right? (laughs) What a lovely picture. So... That whole time like cross country and track like that whole season's like from summer to fall we can go back to the first picture if you want to go back to the there we go so <laughs> cross country is through summer to fall and like you know summer to fall in Fresno's like an average 100 degrees like flat across the board sometimes and so varsity best for last right Shelby you can you can agree with me right yeah she's on cross country too but uh, man. Best for last also kind of sucks because that means you're not running in the morning if you have a meet on Saturday or something. You're running like midday when the sun's at its highest, when the ground's at its hottest, and you're just sweating. And so if we go back to that next picture. This was me at the end of it. What a lovely face. Of course, I'm not going to post that because we post the best and hide the rest, right? That would have never been on my Facebook or anything like that. Because truly, we care about what others think, right? We care about how we compose ourselves on social media. We truly care about what we look like compared to others. We truly care about what our feed looks like and all that stuff. Now, the scripture focus that we're looking at, it's on your outline. Galatians 1.10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? For if I was trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Now, what are my intentions behind a post? We post to be noticed, don't we? We post so other people can see it, right? That's the whole idea. That's the big idea behind social media. It's not personal media. It's social media. Who am I trying to please? How different would our feed look if we asked ourselves these questions? So you know, anytime you're in a group photo, right? It's a big group. You get a picture of yourself. Where do your eyes go first when you see that picture? You don't look at your friends first, right? You look for you. Oh man, I did not look good in that picture. I was not standing up straight. I didn't do that whole like, what is it, girls like this, that whole hip thing, you know? Let me redo it. I didn't bend my knees enough or something. You know, my hair's out of place. Man, I I look kind of, look kind of fat in that picture? Let's retake it. You know, that all of that. Our eyes go straight to that because that's just that's just how it is, right? I admit I do this. I always make sure I look decent before I post to social media. I always make sure that it's like the perfect thing. And if it's not like, oh, shoot, I'm going to go and delete that. And then I'll just repost it. Right. The other picture that I thought I was going to post, you know, because we care about what others think. We care about what we look like. And what is this? This is the influence of the world. We all see it. So many people post where they're vacationing, where they're eating, who they're partying with, what gym they go to how much they're working out, how healthy they are, how wonderful their life is. And that's when this comparison game takes hold of our focus, doesn't it? That's when this comparison game takes hold of our hearts. And this isn't on your outline, but I want you guys to write this down. Where our focus is, our heart follows. Where our focus is, our heart follows. All the focus on social media, on my account, all the focus is on me. It's on myself, it's on my phone, it's on my account, it's on my story, it's for my followers. All the focus is on me. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to take a negative spin on social media. I love posting pictures, and I have social media. I love taking pictures and capturing moments of highlights of like people I care about and I love. Like I, I love that because I like to relive those moments, especially if I'm going out on a, like, a road trip or something. If I'm going out to eat because I'm broke half the time, you know, and I don't always do that with friends. but. I love capturing those moments. So I'm not trying to take a whole negative spin on this because sharing your life is okay. Having social media is okay. And I believe personally, this is just my opinion, I believe it can be a good thing. There's just a balance that needs to be had. There's boundaries that need to be set, you know? I believe it's a good thing. It's a great tool to keep people connected. It's how we post to the HSM, you know, North Point, like, hey, guys, like, we need more trunks. Hey, guys, like... This is when you can sign up for winter camp. Hey, guys, like, we're doing this fun event. Like, this is how we get you connected. This is how we get other people connected, you know? This is how we spread the word. And that's way faster than an email, a group email, or, like, a text, or, oh, man, like, sending a postcard, man. it takes, like, forever. But, like, social media is, like, out there, and it's a great tool. It's a great outlet for creative people, photographers, for artists, you know? It's, it's not a bad thing, and that's just my opinion. You guys can have your own opinion. But it's sharing your life, and that's okay. It's just when our focus changes from sharing into caring. When the influence of social media demands that you have to look appealing, when the social media demands that your posts have to have a certain amount of likes, your feed has to look a certain way to be seen as important or attractive, that's when the boundary is crossed. Because there's a fine line between self-esteem and and being self-absorbed. There's a fine line between good self-image and selfishness. There's a fine line between confidence and pride. There's a difference on being focused on what the world says about you and what God says about you. Isn't there? So I have this little illustration I'm going to start doing. And um, as, I'm, as I'm talking through this and stacking these little bricks here, your next fill-in is Weak influence equals weak foundation. God doesn't care about your followers, guys. I just want to say that. You know what he cares about? You know what he really cares about? He cares about who you follow, right? He cares about how you live your life and how your life is an example of Christ's love because that's what we're called to do as Christians. Are we not to be that example for other people, to be the light among the others? the light of the world, as Jesus called it. So I have this little illustration I want to do. As you see, I'm stacking these uh, Jenga blocks, but it's not actually a Jenga. AJ had to go buy this for me. They just think it's funny. It's a jumbling tower. So it's like, it was five bucks. It was nice. And it smells like beautiful pine. If you guys like the outdoors. That's what it smells like. But um, I just thought it was hilarious that it's just this off-brand, like little thing going on here. what I want you to guys to get is um, these pieces here. Let's pretend that these are your weak influences, right? Now, a weak influence, let me just define that real quick. A weak influence does not need to be something negative. A weak influence can be a great comment. And a weak influence could also be, like man, your sweater looks really good today. Man, Kyle, you killed it on drums last night. Such a good drummer. I love you. I just want to shout out Kyle. Now, that's a weak influence. Was it negative? No, it wasn't negative. But it's a weak influence. This tower right here that I'm carefully stacking, this represents your self-image built upon those weak influences. Right? And the world has a lot to say about you. Now, like I was saying, those weak inflows can be good and they can be bad. Like here's here's my friends laughing at a joke I said, right? Here's uh my crush liking my post that I posted. Ooh. Here's my friends, you know, approving what I say, what I do, my parents' approval on something, all of that. But the world, the world has a lot of negative things to say about you. The world says you're unloved, right? The world says you're a disappointment. The world says that you're not good enough. And again, unloved. You know what happens when we believe these lies that Satan tells us? You know what happens when we built our foundation that we stand upon on those weak influences? Because what happens when you don't get those comments? What happens when you don't get that approval from someone? What happens? Does your emotions change? Are you affected by that? Does your joy turn into sorrow because someone didn't notice that you curled your hair today? It hurts sometimes. I do this. Man, they didn't notice how good I was at work today. I was like killing it, making all those espresso drinks. But that's a weak influence. And when the world says you're not good enough, and you're unloved, and you're a disappointment, those weak influences... You like that, huh? Those weak influences can topple us over. And that's it. There goes our foundation. We're destroyed. We didn't get noticed, and we're destroyed. However, what if we believed what God said about us, right? What if we first thought about that, and we built our foundation on that, rather than these weak influences that are good at times, It feels good when someone tells me that I did a good job at something. It feels good when someone says, man, your haircut's really nice. I got a haircut. Does anyone notice? No one told me. No, just kidding. I didn't get a haircut. But it feels good, doesn't it? Because we we want that kind of attention. We want that personal affirmation, right? However, when we focus on what God says rather than what the world says, we build a stronger foundation for ourselves. I need to come over here and grab some stuff that I uh, set up. Prior to this, thank you, Monica, for your big Jenga. How much did this cost, actually? It just said he saw it for like 90 bucks at Target, so you must be rolling in money. (laughs) Are you rolling in money, Monica? Can you buy me lunch? (laughs) I have all of you as a witness that Monica said she bought me lunch, so I just want to say that. So, what happens when we get our influences from God? What happens when we start believing that Psalm 62 says, Truly he's my rock and my salvation and my fortress, and I truly will not be shaken. Now, that really good song? I'm a child of God. We're going to sing a song today. I am who you say I am. I'm not forsaken. I will praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. For God so loved the world. What did he do? Gave his only one and only son for me. Gave his son for me. He Gave his son for you. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's a strong influence. He gave me the right to be called a child of God through Jesus Christ. That's a strong influence. I'm not forsaken. I was created in the image of God. I'm given thought to you like no other. I am cared for like no other. I am pursued even though I'm not pursuing. I am loved despite my sin. I am loved no matter what the world says. He's the one that left the 99, right? To find the one. To find the one. So, when the world throws its weak, hurtful things at you, your unlove, your disappointment, is that going kind to of knock you down? It's pretty self explanatory, right? When we build from a strong influence, we have a strong foundation. That's you guys' next villain, if you didn't guess already. Strong influence equals a strong foundation. Because God speaks truth. Truth that's not momentary. Truth that speaks love. Truth that will never leave me. Truth that is better than false confidence. Ultimate truth that withstands time. And if I build my foundation on that, I will not be shaken. He's my strong fortress. Jesus had self-confidence, right? Jesus had a self-image, wouldn't you say? Now, his apostles, his disciples, wouldn't you say that they had the confidence to continue Jesus' ministry, right? That's why we're here today. That's why we're talking about Jesus. That's why we're reading these verses from this thing called the Bible. Does anyone know what the Bible is? That's why we're continuing this, because of that confidence. Now, having confidence in self-image is a good thing, but it's where you build your, that confidence, where you're putting that foundation, where that influence is coming from. So I just want to talk about a little story um, in Acts. It's a story of when uh, Peter and John, two of Jesus' disciples, walk up to the city. And there's a lame beggar out there. And I'm I'm pretty sure y'all know what, like, being lame means, but I'm just going to explain it anyways. But this guy can't walk. He's dependent on others, right? Now, he's a part of a lower class, basically part of, like, the lepers class back in the day, right? Now, people like us, we'd be the middle class. I can walk on my own two feet. I can work and earn my wages. So we're considered the middle class. So people like Peter, people like John, they're part of the middle class, and we didn't really associate with those guys, right? Didn't really associate with them. Now, at this time in the disciples' life, they were travelers. They were sleeping from home to home, just carrying with them what was essential. They had their hydro flask with them. Um, They had their shoes. Clothes, and that was probably it, probably a little satchel, you know. But the beggar called out, asking for silver and gold. And Peter took him by the hand. Sorry, I skipped a little bit. Peter walked over, and he said, look at us. We don't have anything. I am carrying the essentials. Look at me. But you know what he did said? He said, look at us. What I have, I give you. What I do have, I give you. And he took him by the hand, and he helped him up. Helped him on his feet. His legs grew stronger immediately. His knees held him upright. His ankles bore the weight of his body, and he stood on solid ground. And he ran back into that city, not dependent on anyone. He ran into that city and started praising the name of Jesus. What do we have to give, guys? thought about that. What do we have to give? Do you think Peter would have approached the man if he cared about his self-image so much to associate with them, right? Do you think he would have actually stepped over to him and touched him being the middle class that he was? (sighs) He had a foundation built in Jesus Christ, not in himself. He wouldn't have been knocked over by what the world says. It's just that when we build our foundation on our self image as who we are, that's when things get a little dicey. Peter built it on Jesus and what God said, that is why he met that man where he was, at the front of the gate, not from afar. Now I'm gonna be a little vulnerable here. I I hope that I hope that in my in your guys' eyes, I'm seen as a good person. I hope in your guys' eyes that I'm, I'm seen as someone who does a good job. I wish even more that you guys would tell me that, too. Because words of affirmation are wonderful to me. It's one of my love languages, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But however, if I get my source of that affirmation on how good I give a message, how good I look one day, or how, how great I am making at frappuccinos, All of those things, how good I am at playing the bass, how good I am at guitar, anything like that, if I build my self-confidence and my self-image upon that, when the world throws something at me, I'm going to knock down. I'm going to be knocked down, right? When the world throws that at me, I'm going to be knocked down. disappointments I'm going to be knocked down. However, when I build from these truths that withstand time, I'll be okay. I don't want to look for another momentary truth. I don't want to look for another, another guilty pleasure. Because that's not, that's not fruitful for the foundation I'm trying to build. So I mentioned a second ago words of affirmation and the love languages. There are five love languages, if you guys don't know. So there's words of affirmation. There's quality time, there's physical touch, receiving gifts, and acts of service. And what what these kind of are just like each one's important in like expressing love in its own way. And if you know yours, you can kind of like understand where that you get that, where like how some people make you feel good about yourself, you know, that kind of thing. So like if someone comments on you and that's like you feel really good about it, you're probably like you probably enjoy words of affirmation, you know. If you can't go a day without like giving someone a hug. It's probably physical touch for you. You know, you see where I'm getting? So each one of these is like knowing a love language that could just help um, create stronger bonds, like between relationships, between others and loved ones. And a big one for me is affirmation. Hey, you're great. Hey, I'm so thankful for you. Dude, you're good at what you do. You did a good job. You are good. I crave that. I crave that because there's an empty gap in here that sometimes can't be filled with what a coworker says to me, a friend tells me. It can only be filled by what God tells me, right? I need to build a strong foundation on that. So if anything like me, you want that kind of attention and you want that personal recognition, but is that bad? No, it's not bad. It's just a balance. Does Jesus not want recognition for what he did, guys? Does he not want to be known for the guy that saved all of mankind, who bridged the gap, literally? I'm over here. God's over here. There's a great chasm that is sin separating me from God. And Jesus comes down and sacrifices himself. For me. And for you. And he bridges the gap. For us. However, it's when the foundation of my recognition is for myself. That's when it's unhealthy. That's how our foundation is weak. That's how we can be toppled over. Those affirmations, those us on Instagram, how many followers you have, whatever, they all bring momentary self-confidence, momentary truth, nothing lasting, nothing that can stand on its own. I hope you guys get that the things that the world throws at me can sometimes be hurtful and they can knock you down but for me personally I've, I've been hanging on to this verse Psalms thirty-four, eighteen. I didn't put it in your outline you guys could write it down if you want to look it up but it says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. he saves those that are crushed in spirit and man I feel like I've been crushed in spirit a lot recently I've just been going through a season where I'm just always a moment's notice from brokenness. Can you guys relate? Always a moment away. But that's that's the beauty of our God because he meets us where we are, right? Peter and John walked up to that man. Jesus met me where I am. I didn't have to pursue him because he was already pursuing me. So I hold on to that. So when we're worried about building a foundation, how how can we change that? So I wrote down a few things. We can set boundaries. Boundaries to center your focus. And the first one is choosing time. We just feel like we have an unlimited time for social media, but a limited time for the Bible, right? You guys know on your iPhone, you have an iPhone. You can open up the settings, right? And if you go to your uh, your screen time, oh man, is that convicting? You go to your screen time. You can see like how much time you've spent on an app, like on average, and it just tells you the average if you look at it. Like you can see all activity. It'll just tell you the average. But if you like click it, I think it'll tell you like how much time you spent on one app. And so I put up here. It's kind of blurry, but I'll tell you. Uh, this is my. <laughs> This is my average spent time on my phone, right? So the first week of October, the middle, and this is last week. Um, you can't really see it, but the first week, I spent like an average of 12 hours on Hulu. Uh, <laughs> I was binge watching a TV show. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a free trial and just watch it all in like a few days because I was just like not doing anything. Um, I'll tell you later. I'm no, Just kidding. No, I, to be honest, I actually was binge watching Rick and Morty because I just, my friend watches it and I wanted to relate to him and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it for you. So, Instagram, I spent like an average of like eight to nine hours a week. And of course, that's not just like how much I spent like one day, that's just an average spend upon seven days. And so, how convicting is it for me to look at that? Where's the Bible at? Oh, it's not up there. How much time am I spending in my Bible compared to Instagram, compared to Hulu? Jeez. How about Netflix for you guys? Watch Netflix on your phone a lot? How convicting is that? Now, the second thing, the second boundary I want to talk to you about is asking what's the reason. Behind what you share, what are your intentions? Am I trying to be noticed by someone? Am I doing this for affirmation? Man, wow, those shoes are super fly. Or you know what a uh, junior hire taught me? Man, you look drip today. Well, what's up with that? What's up with the drip thing? Is that, did that used to be an old thing? It's because of... <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. And so what are we doing it for? Are we trying to get noticed? Are you looking to please someone? Guys, Are scripture focused? focus, Galatians 1.10, am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Right. Am I trying to please people? Now The third thing is to reflect on your foundation. Where is your foundation being built, guys? Where are you building that? Take hold of what God says about you and apply it to your self-image and build your foundation there. Build your foundation there. Now I'm going to end with this. Um, the band could come up uh, if they need to. They're going to sing a song. Um, it's called Who You Say I Am. And it's, I just think it's a really good song. But there's, um, there's a saying that uh, Josiah, uh, if you guys know Josiah Freeland, he gave his little, little testimony in the last college service. because um, we did have the stories and songs thing. Something to look forward to if you're a high schooler. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Uh, we get together, sing a bunch of worship songs, and uh, tell testimonies. And Josiah said something that stuck with me. And this didn't, I felt like this, this might hit hard, or maybe you guys could relate a lot more, because junior hires can't drive, and this has to do with driving, Right? Well, most of you can drive. I hope you could drive soon. You guys know what driving is like. So bear with me. If you're driving 85, right, in a 60-mile-per-hour zone, yeah, you're going pretty fast, right? Now, if you're driving 85 in a 60-mile-per-hour road, you know you can get a ticket, right? You know it's possible. You know it can happen. Oh, it's happened to others. You know it's possible, but you're still driving 85 in a 60 zone. Why? Because you don't believe it. Right? You don't believe you're going to get a ticket. I do this all the time. I don't believe I'm going to get a ticket. I've been driving, let's see, almost like four years now. I haven't gotten a ticket yet. So I'm still driving 85 on the 60. I am lucky, I know, but I'm jinxing myself right now, huh? You know it might be true. You know it's possible, but you don't believe it and that's why you're still going over the speed limit. Right? How different would the world be if we lived by what God says and not what others say? How different would our lives look? Our lives that are constantly being put on display, online, if we truly believe what God says about me. Nice. Let's pray, guys. God, I hope that I hope that we can really take a look at our own influence. We can see where we're getting that influence. God, I pray that we can figure out where our foundation is being set upon. Are we building in sand? Are we building on rock? God, help us to put our trust in you and what you have to say. Help us to believe what you have to say. We may know it to be true, but do we believe it, God? And I pray that we can believe it. In your mighty name. Amen.